Welcome to the HR Chat Podcast, bringing the best of the HR and talent communities to you. Welcome to another episode of the HR Chat Show. I'm your host today, Bill Bannum. And in this episode, we're going to be talking about personal branding and resilience during very turbulent times. Our guest this time is Bobby Umar, CEO of DYPB discover your personal brand. Bobby is one of the most prolific heart-based leaders in North America. Inc. Magazine named him one of the top 100 leadership speakers, named alongside such noteworthy giants as Richard Branson, Breen Brown, John Maxwell, and Robin Sharma. Bobby is a five times TEDx speaker and one of the top influencers in the world with over 500 thousand followers. He has been named the second best business coach to follow on Twitter and the fourth best leadership influencer, according to Cred. A social media influencer who champions authentic connection and heart-based leadership, Bobby has appeared on dozens of podcast, TV and radio shows, so he will not be sweating it when he's chatting with me today. This podcast episode is sponsored by Virgin Pulse, the number one global employee well-being solution provider supporting 7.5 million members in 20 languages across 190 countries. Virgin Pulse offers solutions that deliver on their home base for health vision of simplifying and unifying other point products into a better together ecosystem and transform the mental, physical, financial, social, community, and emotional health of organizations and their people. You can learn more at virginpulse.com. Bobby, it's my pleasure, sir, to welcome you to the show. Delighted to be here, Bill. I'm very excited. So Bobby's a complete pro. I said to him just before we started recording, we're going to try and do this in one take. I have no fears that we can't do this because Bobby is the man (laughs) and he's always on shows and whatnot. Uh, He's just everywhere and he's a thoroughly nice bloke. And uh, he and I are getting a chance to work together, actually, on an exciting new project, which will be a big part of the focus of today's interview. But before we get into that, Bobby, tell listeners a bit more about your career background and why you founded DYPB and Raylian. Sure. So uh, I started out uh, in uh, engineering and then brand marketing and performing arts. And I had a diverse career of different types of things that I was trying to find myself and become more fulfilled because I was feeling a little bit lost. But after three to four different career uh, I finally dove into my personal brand and discovered that the path for me was to become a professional speaker and trainer. And since that time, I've been traveling around the world, speaking about leadership, authentic networking, storytelling, digital influence, and uh, and entrepreneurship. And it's been a great journey. Uh, you know, I've spoken to a thousand uh, different audiences around the world with over probably probably a million people or more, and it's been a fantastic journey for me. About five years ago, I started um, getting into coaching and online programs as well as doing events. And I started running, I ran an event for, on, on personal branding. And I was really surprised how many people showed up. I was like, wow, this is quite compelling. People are really into this. And so I, uh, as a personal branding expert that I've been talking about previously for five years, I decided to make this an annual event. And we had about 300 people every year, which was great. And then uh, by the fifth year, someone said, you know, Bobby, you know, once a year conference is nice, but what about helping people with their brands and helping them find more clarity, purpose, and direction in their lives uh, year round? And I was like, yeah, that's a good idea. And so I worked with a couple of people to put together a business plan. And pretty soon we launched DYPB, Discover Personal Brand. And so DYPB is really about leveraging a personal brand expertise to help organizations and individuals find more clarity, purpose, and 
and alignment in their life to which will increase retention, loyalty, productivity, and a lot of and happiness, which is something that I think a lot of people really want, right? So, uh, and we and we do that through you know, live trainings and live events, uh, online resources, and coaching and consulting. However, COVID has certainly um, taken away the first two. It's harder for us to do live trainings in person. It's harder for us to do live events. So we're doing mostly online and virtual trainings and courses, and and we're doing a little bit more coaching, consulting, and online tools. But um, it's been a great journey for me, and uh, I. Uh, and, and on top of that, we started about two years ago, the Toronto LinkedIn Locals. The LinkedIn Local phenomenon has kind of been around the world, which has been great. Kind of like TED and TEDx, uh, LinkedIn Locals are all over the world. And uh, we started one uh, with Swish Goswami, which was great. And then DYPB decided to take over and start organizing these. And we've actually, I think we've done the most of all the cities in the world. Like we've done 17 of them. And uh, and we, we took a break during COVID, but now we're about to do another one in November, so I'm excited about that. And it's just a great place for us to uh, help professionals take the LinkedIn networking that's that's uh, you know on that platform to a live format with uh, a lot of great speakers and panelists, and help people network with one another to you know get some really great experience and uh, build some connections. So I love doing that too, and I'm also excited to collaborate with you on some of those things too, Bill. So listeners, I met Bobby. Oh, man, I reckon it was like 2014, around that point, uh, at a, a social HR camp event in, in downtown Toronto, uh, produced by the awesome Jeff Waltman. And um, ever since then, I've, I've been I've been following Bobby's career, and I, I, I attended uh, one of one of the one of his events um, in February of this year, before you know, before the whole world went crazy, and um, that really that really got me wanting to. Wanting to get involved with with everything that Bobby does, really, because he does it in in such an awesome way. Um, so I'm I'm delighted to say that I'm, I'm going to be helping to produce a LinkedIn local event with you, Bobby, uh, for the Toronto business community, uh, and it's happening on November 19th. And, and the focus of that is going to be about this this notion of resilience in the eye of the storm. Uh, I'd, I'd love you to tell our listeners now a bit about the about the Toronto chapter. Uh, before we get into some of the questions related to to the learning outcomes that attendees can expect, so you know who are your typical attendees, Bobby? Um, you already mentioned that it's it's the most uh, it's the most active LinkedIn local chapter around the world. That's that's amazing. I had no idea about that. Um, but but tell us a bit more about about the premise of of, of LinkedIn local and and the, the the sorts of folk that, that benefit from from attending these events. Yeah, I mean, generally speaking, I mean, um, the the audience is quite diverse because we usually have a very diverse number of topics, you know, like, so, you know, when we did, we did a topic on women breaking barriers, obviously, the the crowd was uh, more more women in the audience, and there was a larger number of corporate, uh, and there's probably a good mix of corporate and, and entrepreneur uh, people that were mostly women in the audience. We did the other one, we did another one on diversity in the workplace, and that was, that actually featured far more HR folks that were in the audience and mostly more corporate than entrepreneurship. Other times we've done one just on just digital influence and how to actually build build on LinkedIn. That was probably far more entrepreneurial type people in the audience. So we typically have a very diverse audience, but I would say uh, I would say mostly they're uh, more senior level, like 10 to 20 plus years experience, uh, whether they're business owners or they're you know, corporate leaders. And uh, the format, that, and one of the things we've done really well is we've created an environment of culture that's very um proactive in creating fostering connections we've also done a really good job of uh, allowing people to feel more authentic and vulnerable so we've had some really good speakers who've shared some really vulnerable stories 
And one of the things we do in our events is often we have an open mic. And during the live events, I mean, virtual is a little bit different, but during the live events, we actually had some open mic sessions where people would come up and share something for two minutes. And some of the shares people had about their life and their struggle and their journey, whatever they were doing, uh, as it related to the topic, because again, the topics have been quite diverse, uh, was just really powerful stuff. Uh, and in fact, we did one on storytelling, um, just one on storytelling, we did another one on burnout and the stories that people shared there were just really powerful. And, uh, and, and that's the type of environment I love about this because we are creating really honest, authentic conversations that are going to drive people's knowledge and, and help them connect better, but also, you know, give them really good insights. And so I think the resilience one is something that we're all dealing with. And I think it's important for whether you're an entrepreneur or whether you're, uh, you know, a senior leader in a business. Uh, you know, you're probably struggling to, you know, navigate your business and ha having to pivot. In fact, I'm, I'm pivoting my own business because speaking kind of collapsed quite a bit and I've had to pivot to more online uh, coaching and programs. And uh, similarly, you know, you might, you might be working from home uh, with your, with your team that's remote all over the place. And you're probably figuring out how, how can, and, and you're maybe dealing with kids being at home all the time and finding that resilience uh, going through what you're going through is, is something that I think a lot of senior professionals are trying to figure out. Um, and employee engagement is something that is a huge issue for many of these people who are, are struggling with, you know, the different challenges that they have about the overwhelming information, the uncertainty of what's going on, and just, you know, the mental well-being. So uh, the, the reason why we're doing resilience in the eye of the storm is that, is that we've been through this now for six months. So we're kind of in the eye of the storm. We've kind of gotten to a group of how we're dealing with this. So now how are we going to take the resilience we've had so far and be even further resilient as we move towards the next phase of this storm because it's going to continue into the next year how are we as business owners and business leaders and, and senior leaders and entrepreneurs going to handle this for ourselves for our families and for our team so that's really why we're doing this topic and that's one of the reasons why i, I love the toronto locals i mean we did them every two months and that's why we've done so many um, and it's, it's been a great experience and I'm, I'm happy to bring them back. Okay, wonderful. Thank you very much. Now then, in my usual style here, I'm, I'm going to challenge you like I do with my guests and sure. uh, I'm going to th throw a bunch of questions at you, but uh, I'm going to switch up the amount of time that you get to answer each one, Bobby. Oh my goodness. Okay. Uh, so, <laughs> so um, now, now listen, to the, 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 the following questions, they're going to be based around some of the learning outcomes that attendees of, of the uh, November 19th LinkedIn local event can, can expect. Um, in 90 seconds or less, Bobby, uh, first question for you is how, how can we identify and respond to, to issues of resilience? Well, one of the biggest uh, identifiers is actually the physical well-being. So what we're seeing uh, among people out there in, in the workplace and working from homes that people are, you know, they're feeling sluggish, they're having headaches, they're having a little bit more stress. So the physical manifestations within uh, your body is something that you should actually be mindful of. And similarly, you should check in with yourself to see how you're feeling on a daily and weekly basis. I think managers and leaders need to be you know, checking with their team and say, listen, how's it going? Having a weekly check-in just to say, look, Let's not even talk about work. How are you feeling? How's your mind? How's your physical body? Because those are things that uh, will definitely come into play. And, and that goes to the second segue to the second piece, which is, you know, getting a sense of the mental well-being. I think every manager uh, and also leader needs to check in to say, look, how are we doing mentally? Uh, how's your focus? How's your 
Are you feeling overwhelmed? What's going on? And, and encourage people and create an environment where people can feel honest about this stuff because that's going to affect more positively the culture of inclusion and be, being empowered and supported as we go through this. Because the truth is, everyone's going through this in their own unique way. And we don't know unless we actually ask the question and invite them to have that conversation. Okay, thank you. Uh, I reckon that was about 80 seconds. Not bad at Boom. all. Okay. Boom. <laughs> Uh, okay, next question for you. And I'm going to ask you to answer this one in 60 seconds or less. Oh my goodness, it's getting, it's getting tougher. How can, we, how can we manage and recover during these challenging times? Well, one of the things you can do is make sure you have a, an important support network. So I think there, there's two types. One would be the professional support network, which could be your team members or your, uh, or your boss and mentors, things like that. Second one is a, is a personal support network family and friends that you check in on weekly or monthly or you know having those calls i think that's probably one of the best ways to do it the second thing is to put together you know start thinking about a list of short-term and long-term tasks of what you're trying to accomplish and what you're working on because we can't do everything so if you actually have a good outline of kind of what you're what you need to work on and you look at your schedule you to plan those things in and the third thing i'll say is plan for downtime and relaxation time and de-stress time whether it's in nature going for a walk and things like that all those things will help you out did I make the this 60 seconds? Yeah, this guy's on fire, <laughs> listeners. Oh, my goodness me. He's, he's all over this. Um, I, I should try and challenge you to answer in like five seconds or something, Bobby. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> uh, <laughs> now, now, the next question, I'd, I'd like you to take your time on this. You know, um, get, t- take take up to two or three minutes to, to answer this one because it, 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 sure. it's, a, it's an important question and it's quite a complicated question. And it's how, how can business leaders thrive in, in the new normal? And, and as part of that, what 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 does thriving in today's normal, this changed world, what does that even mean? Well, that's a great question. Let's talk about thriving. I mean, thriving is 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 it comes in different different forms, right? Thriving is thriving from a mental wellness standpoint, right? Taking what's going on, processing it, embracing it, acknowledging it, accepting that some things are going to have to be let go. Um, dealing with the challenges of maybe having to let go people in your workplace or cutting costs, uh, focusing on the priorities of what needs to be done for your business and what doesn't. I mean, those, those are things that uh, are going to help our mental well-being thrive. At the same time, making those choices uh, are also ab- about thriving for your business because you're, you're, you have to cut back and see it, where can my business really start to grow from this. A big part of thriving, too, is learning, right? What are we doing to learn from this situation for ourselves? for our teammates, for the people that are from our clients. You know, talking to your customers and clients is going to be a huge learning experience. Um, Learning and talking to your team members about what we can do and what we can't do. And then finally, making those decisions uh, that are going to be difficult and challenging, but ultimately, you you have to do that. I've had to do that. I've had to cut costs across the board. I've had to focus my time and energy on where we think is the best way to thrive as a business uh, and get that cash flow going. And the other way to really thrive is to, when you acknowledge the fact that COVID is here and it's here to stay for a while, um, the online virtual aspect is a huge thing. We are being pushed to leveraging technology and doing Zoom calls and all that kind of stuff. And we should start acknowledging that we have to put time and energy into the virtual aspect. Because if you really want to thrive, you need to invest time and energy into this virtual workspace, which means that you have to train all your employees and team members into using Zoom and the technology tools like Trello and Asana and Slack. You also have to check in with them and have employee engagement go in a different manner than you normally would 
because it's going to be online. So you have to have different types of check-ins. One of the things I did for my business was I actually offered a weekly coaching call just for my team members to say, look, come for one hour a week. You can talk whatever you want and I will coach you through whatever you're going through, whether it's personal or professional. And I think that my team members really appreciated that. And that allowed them to thrive. And, you know, if I can get help my team members to thrive, then I'm going to thrive. My business is going to thrive too. And then I think the other way to thrive too is, is thinking again, short-term, long-term goals in terms of what you're trying to do as a business and how are you going to, how are you going to grow. But I definitely think the virtual thing is a big piece. That's why we put all our energy into the online personal branding program for DYPB. That's why now we're doing these LinkedIn locals virtually. Uh, it's, it's, it's a way for us to, to thrive. But I think that thrive comes in different ways. One is the mental piece that I mentioned. The second one is looking at your current situation or snapshot of your organization in terms of what's important, what's not. And then the third piece of thriving is looking at the short-term and long-term goals of how are you going to build and grow in this new normal. Okay, so your answer there is was, was a very positive one, Bobby. But something I also got out of that, um, maybe it's just my own cynical brain, is um, it's not just about thriving. It's also perhaps about surviving right now. You know, so your business has to survive through this period before you can make money again. In, in many instances, how? Yeah, how, I, I, how... I, I... Go ahead. No, please, please. I was going to say I agree uh, with you because I mean the first uh, the first five three to five months of what I was doing was survival mode. It really was. Um, I was listening, learning. I was trying to figure out what to do. We were pivoting and prioritizing, cutting costs, um, and that survival piece, particularly for. A lot of startups, right? Because you know they have limited funds and limited resources. They have to figure out the best way to, to, to go about it, you know, versus the, the large scale companies. So, uh, yeah, they, I definitely think survival is part of it. That's that's kind of what I talked about in terms of acknowledging and embracing what's going on, and having the courage to make those decisions to help you to thrive, you know, sh- in the short term and long term. So, yeah, I totally agree with you. Are there any um, exercises that that leaders or or indeed HR folk could, could teach em- employees to to help them build resilience to get through the short term. Well, I mean, there's lots of great uh, you know technologies and apps out there that are actually help helpful to us in terms of building resilience. There's a great app I use called Resilient, and it's actually uh, and, and, and which gives you different types of um, exercise, mental exercise, and, and well-being exercise to kind of do like even five ten minutes per day which I found helpful. I've also started to get into a little bit of some uh, meditation. Uh, so I do a daily walk and I listen to this, uh, this meditation thing for 12 minutes uh, and it gets me to focus on my physical manifestations and my walking and my, my head, the sounds and things like that. I found that to be actually quite, quite helpful. Um, I think the other thing that uh, HR leaders could do a lot better is to, you know, really look at employee engagement, how it's changing because you know, employee engagement has always been a very hot topic, but, it has changed dramatically because of the work from home dynamic. And some people are itching to get back to work and other people are saying, you know, I love working from home or at least I, I enjoy not commuting and things like that. So I think it's, it's critical for HR leaders to really check in with uh, their employees, whether it's through surveys or, uh, you know, uh, town halls or things like that. Uh, I would highly recommend that because I think, um, the dynamic is changing. And that also brings me to the other thing, which is data, right? What's the data saying now? If you take the data from employee engagement or you know, employee surveys from 10 months ago or 12 months ago to what they are now, it's going to be a big shift. And we need to understand what that data is. So I also encourage HR leaders to start gathering data and looking at that data and find the trends and the opportunities 
for them to help their employees and their teams and their organizations thrive. Beautiful. Bobby, before we finish up for today, how can our listeners connect with you? And you are all over the place and you've got this huge presence. So I'm sure there are lots of different ways that they can connect with you. And also, how can they how can they learn more about the November 19th session? Well, you can follow me uh, across my LinkedIn and uh, profile and company page. You can follow those. You can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Rayhan Bobby. Um, my uh, my website's uh, com for all my coaching programs and speaking. And then for DYPB, if you want to follow the LinkedIn local, go to dypb.ca or you can check out our, our, our pages on Facebook and LinkedIn and Instagram where we'll announce all the work we're doing around the LinkedIn local that's coming up on November 19th on resilience. So there you go. Awesome. Well, that just leaves me to say for today, Bobby Umar, you absolute celebrity and superstar. Thank you so much for being a guest on this episode of the HR Chat Show. Thank you, sir. We're delighted. And listeners, as always, until next time, happy working and stay safe. Thank you for listening to the HR Chat Podcast, brought to you by the HR Gazette.